Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Roughing the Podcast. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Cody. How are you tonight, my friend? We're doing great, Dev. Uh, it's almost football season. Fantasy drafts are ramping up. Uh, you and I both have two tomorrow morning, but uh, it's a fun time. It's a busy time, but it's a fun time. College football yes. started today. It did. Scott Frost, Scott Frosted, Nebraska. You know we were happy when we saw that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So today's episode, we're kind of going to do the same thing we did last time. Um, we did a draft last time. It was really, really jumbled. We didn't realize how rushed it was going to be. Um, didn't realize the picks were only a minute each. So we didn't really get a whole lot in depth on our analysis, who we were picking. Um, we liked our team in the end. I, I think I remember that. But like I said, we weren't able to discuss really. So we're going to go ahead and do a mock draft today. Cody said we're drafting tomorrow. So we're in the spots that we're going to draft from tomorrow. Um, kind of just as a practice for us, we'll be able to discuss our picks. And then I'm in the beginning of the draft. Cody's right in the middle of the draft. So we'll be able to kind of talk about our strategies going in, um, what we're looking at um, in roster construction and everything like that. So it should be a good time. We'll have a lot more time to actually discuss our picks. Cody, you in on this? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, let's go ahead and start this draft. So for, I am, those, of, so for those of you so that you're aware, Devin is drafting from the two spot, and I am drafting from the seven spot in a 12-man league. I know our league isn't PPR, but are no. we doing PPR, Dev? No, this is, this is non-PPR, six-point passing touchdowns, 12-team league. Gotcha. And you do it is two running backs, three wide receivers. I know that changes some some rankings for people as long as in terms of who you're picking. Um, as typical in probably 93% of leagues, Jonathan Taylor goes 101. Now, Cody, you know I have been in a heated internal debate with myself as to who to take with the one-two. Probably for a good couple weeks, pretty much since I learned that I was going to get it. I started out on Christian McCaffrey, and I was like, yes, I, I'm going to take C-Mac. I have faith in him. And then Cody kind of talked me off of that a little bit. My dad kind of talked me off of that a little bit. And then I jumped to, well, do I take Austin Eckler? Do I take Justin Jefferson? I got talked down from my crazy horse, Cody, and I am going to go back to my roots, and I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey. And And here's my thought process. If you pass on Christian McCaffrey, you well, if you take Christian McCaffrey, right? Everybody's everybody's argument is you shouldn't take him because it's a huge risk to take him because he's injury prone, all of this kind of stuff. Here's my argument. A, all of his injuries are pretty typical for running backs. Before 2020, he barely missed any any time college or NFL, and none of his injuries are really that long lasting. They were all kind of freak accidents. None of them were really connected to each other. And now he's had an entire offseason to just be completely healthy. And he's looked great in training camp and the preseason, everything. So my argument is, hey, all of that stuff, plus if you pass on Christian McCaffrey, you're taking a risk at passing on potentially a league-winning number one overall running back. So I'm going to go ahead and take it. I have confidence. And even if there is some sort of bad luck thrown my way and he does get injured. My draft is going to shape out to where I can plan for that and figure it out in the future. Cody after me went Justin Jefferson at three, Derek Henry at four Eckler at five and Dalvin cook at six. Who are you looking at here? So I'm assuming that a wide receiver is probably going to go before me. 
Um, I would like to, if any of those running backs you just named fall to me at seven, I will gladly take them. Mm-hmm. But I'm in a position where they haven't. Um, this is just a, 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 there's not very many bell cow running backs. Uh, even though we have a three receiver league, I really want to go running back here. Um, just because I want two guys at running back that I know I can rely on that will get their share of the carries all season long. Um, yeah. So really for me, that comes down to two potential picks here. One being Najee Harris, the other one being Joe Mixon. Um, and just based on their offenses that they're in, uh, I'm going to take Joe Mixon over Najee Harris here. Um, I just think that that offense, that offensive line, I think is a lot better. Um, their passing game is a lot more threatening right now. Uh, with the question mark for the Steelers at quarterback. Mm-hmm. So Joe Mixon's my pick. All right, and then immediately after you, Cooper Cup went at 8, Harris at 9, Chase at 10, DeAndre Swift at 11, and Diggs at the 112. And then start of the second round, we've got C.D. Lamb, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, Saquon, Nick Chubb, and Cody. You are back up again, and man, I am loving the picks that you have on the board right now. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones, and there's guys that I've seen in other fantasy leagues, and uh, this this is a good time to tell our audience, you know, uh, we we love fantasy. Uh, we're both in several leagues, but there is a downfall with fantasy being in a lot of fantasy leagues, and that is you end up like with guys in one league and not with the guys in other leagues. So like you're mm-hmm. getting this weird situation where Monday night, week one, like I might have. <laughs> have a guy and I need him to get more than 15 points so he can, I can win one league and but less than 20 so I can win in another. And it's an interesting thing to be in, but it makes just about every game interesting. It, uh, it really but, does. It puts you in an investment in all games. Um, I try to get some variance in the leagues that I'm in. Obviously they're, they're the guys that I really, really want and I will target them in every single league that I'm in, but there are other guys where I'm like, well, he could do really well. But on the off chance he doesn't, let me go with this guy in a different draft. And it it just, it's super fun. I mean, obviously we're doing this podcast, so we love fantasy football. We love football in general. Cody, I'm very interested as to who you're looking at here. Yeah, um, I need some advice, Devin. I have not done my research very properly here. <laughs> uh, what is the status on Kamara? Are we expecting a suspension out of him? Definitely not to start the season. Most people are thinking it's going to be next year. However, I... I am a little bit cautious about it. I think if Kamara plays full 17 games, he's going to be great. He always has been. But if he there, there is a slight chance that, hey, this suspension comes week nine and then you're just screwed for pretty much the rest of the season because it's going to be a six game suspension. It always is for these kind of situations, at least six games. So if it comes in week nine and you're in a league where there's playoffs, you're missing the playoffs with Alvin Kamara, and that kind of blows. However, getting to the playoffs would be a lot easier if you had him on your team. So it's really up to you whether or not you think he will be suspended or not. I am on the slightly cautious side, but also pretty optimistic that he's going to play the whole year. You know what? I'm a gambling man, and I agree with you. If he does play the whole year, he's going to be great. Um, I think that offense... We'll be able to be two-dimensional. Um, obviously not a Drew Brees-led offense, but Jameis Winston will allow for a little bit more of a threat in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Kamara is great out of the backfield. He can run the ball well. Um, I'll take the gamble that he survives this season without a suspension, and I'll take Alvin Kamara to complete my uh, pretty normal for me two-round running back double up. 
And yeah. after me, we see other positions fly off the board. Tyreek Hill goes, Mike Evans goes, uh, Josh Allen goes, and Mark Andrews goes, which wraps us back around to you, Dev, and I see you pumping your fist, and I think I know which way you're going. Which way are you going here? Honestly, now I don't know because two of the guys that I was looking at fell to me and Aaron Jones and Javante Williams. I love both of these guys. Um, Javante is the type of guy. I mean, both of them are in shared backfields, right? But Aaron Jones and Javante, they're both the RB1A and Dylan and uh, Melvin Gordon are the respective 1Bs. And I think towards the end of the year, I can honestly see a changing of the guard where Javante is getting 70% of the touches and snaps versus 30% for Melvin Gordon, just because they re-signed Gordon to a one-year deal. Very, very limited, not a whole lot of money invested, and he's getting up there in age. They want to feed their their younger guy in Javante Williams, so I really like that. But on the other side, Aaron Jones, man, he's got some high upside in his touchdown potential and receiving game. Um, and, and it's rare that I see Aaron Jones fall here. I'm going to go ahead and just take the gamble that maybe Javante Williams falls to me, but I lost that one. Uh, Debo Samuel and Javante Williams went right <laughs> after. So now I've got McCaffrey and Jones for my running backs, which I really love. Um, both have receiving upside, so they're going to get targets to the air. They're going to get touches there as well as on the ground. And I'm looking for a good wide receiver one. I love Leonard Fournette. I love James Conner. Zeke, I'm not quite sold on, but he's still going to be a solid guy. But I think I can get some value in running backs later in the draft. So I'm going to go ahead and take A.J. Brown, something I normally don't do. Um, I'm not quite as high on him as everybody else is, but he's still going to be in a high-powered offense. Jalen Hurts is going to be better, and now he's got a super good target in A.J. Brown, so I'll take the risk there. After that, Elliott, Fournette, and Conner, the three guys I mentioned, all went, and then Kyle Pitts. Right before Cody at the three seven or at the three six. So Cody, you're sitting at the seven spot. Who you taking here? Uh, there's one guy here that we I believe both had in our top ten at wide receiver. Um, we do have a three receiver league. I have both my running backs. Uh, I'm taking another guy in a high powered offense, and that is Mr. Keenan Allen. I feel like he is. I mean, there's a couple wide receivers below him that have potential, but I think that he is the guy who I think I can trust for consistent production. Um, I don't want to reach for a couple of the running backs there. I don't want a quarterback here. Keenan Allen's the guy for me. All right, Keenan Allen goes, and then immediately after, your guy from last year, T. Higgins. I know you were high on him. George Kittle, Patrick Mahomes, David Montgomery, Brees Hall, and then to start the fourth, we've got Darren Waller, Cam Akers, D.K. Metcalf, Justin Herbert, excuse me, Terry McLaurin, and Cody, you are back on the clock, and you're staring down some good names once again. Yeah, I really am. Um, can we back? I mean, you set the clock plenty so we can talk about these picks. Yes, yes, yes. I yes. got I got a notification. I don't know if you saw this, but I got a notification last week that Michael Carter is still the running back one in New York. Yes. Um, it wasn't an official team announcement. It was more of one of the beat reporters for the Jets saying, eh, Michael Carter's still the RB1. So take it with a grain of salt. These beat reporters like to to build these players up. But I mean, I, I can see a world where Michael Carter actually is the RB one heading into the season. And we see that changing of the guard later on. The jets do not have an easy schedule coming out of the gate. Um, let me pull theirs up real quick. So, I mean, if Michael Carter and the team struggle, maybe they look towards Brees hall a little bit more. 
their schedule is Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Miami, Green Bay, Denver, New England, Buffalo, and then a bye. That's a very tough run of nine games. I honestly thought it was like the first four games that were tough, but then I just kept going because they're all tough. Um, Green Bay is probably the shakiest defense out of all of those, and their defense is supposed to be good and carry them through the year. So that's a tough schedule. I can easily see Brees Hall taking the reins somewhere in there. But for me, the fourth or the third round into the fourth round is way too high to be taking somebody who's not even a starter on their team right now. Yeah. So back to my pick here. Uh, I see a guy who I haven't gotten to take in any of my other drafts who I like. Um, he has a new quarterback this year who I think is probably the best quarterback he's had to throw to him. Um, he's, his team's got an elite run game. So teams are going to be stacking the box to try to protect against the number one overall pick in the draft, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he's in a division with some weak teams. Uh, I think Michael Pittman is bound to have a great year. I'm going with Michael Pittman uh, to be my wide receiver, too, here in the fourth round. Very nice pick. Wow. Uh, immediately following Antonio Gibson, Travis Etienne, Deontay Johnson, and DJ Moore. I was wowing the Antonio Gibson, everybody. Um the fourth round is a little bit too high. Um, Cody, I don't know if you saw or heard this, but Antonio Gibson has officially the kick returner for the Washington Commanders. I did hear that. That scares me. Um, I Normally you don't see that. You see rookie running backs coming in, being the kick returner, punt returner, whatever, and then working their way into more of a rushing role. But the running backs take such a beating throughout the season that you don't want them out for another play where they're vulnerable and just running the ball and wide open and could just get hit from anywhere. It's a very risky, risky play in all of football. So I, I mean, this speaks volumes to me as to whether or not Antonio Gibson is going to be the RB one for that team the whole year. Yeah. I was surprised to see him go uh, there, especially about some of the other running backs that were still on the board, but um I've always been high on him. I think in a bad offense, he's produced consistently. And they haven't been a very good team, so they've been having to play from behind, but he still gets what's his. But, yeah, it doesn't necessarily bode well for him that they're trying to find other roles where he can be productive. Yeah. Um, Cody, you took um, the other half of the guy that I'm looking at here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Mike Williams at the end of the fourth. Really like him. I actually have him ranked higher than Keenan Allen in terms of fantasy production. Yes, Keenan Allen is a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL in terms of player and talent and everything like that. However, fantasy finishes, we consistently see Keenan Allen go for over 1,000 yards and no more than eight touchdowns. And that's pretty much right where I have him. I have him as like 1,060 yards and eight touchdowns. That puts him at my wide receiver 14, 15 range, right in the area of Cortland Sutton and DJ Moore. So Mike Williams is way up there just because he's got more red zone potential and can easily get double digit touchdowns on top of a thousand yards. So I'm down with Mike Williams this year and Jalen Waddle and Allen Robinson went right after me at the four twelve and the five one. And with my next pick, I'm going to go with Cortland Sutton. I think with Denver's revamped ops offense, a new quarterback throwing him the ball, he's got potential to be, his old self pre-injury two years ago. And if he does that, I've got a good steal at wide receiver in the fifth round. Absolutely, absolutely. So it brings it around to me. 
Right after me, you got Josh Jacobs, Dalton Schultz, Joe Burrow, and Marquise Brown. Yeah. I know you wanted Brown. I, I don't know who I wanted, but I don't want anybody that I'm looking at at the top of our draft board here. <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of where it gets a little a little bit iffy. Kind, I mean, honestly, it's fantasy football. You want to root for the guys that you think are going to do well. And if you see one and you don't think he's going to come back to you, but it's a little bit of a reach where you're at to take him, take the guy. It's your team. Do what you want with it. You don't have to listen to the ADP of whatever platform you're using to draft. Just go out there, get your guys, and build a team that you are going to enjoy cheering for this year. Love that message, Dev. Uh, who's who's that guy for you, Cody, right now? Who's that guy for me right now? Cody's really taking these 24 hours of pick time. I, I am, and part of it is uh, <laughs> the way that Sleeper is interacting with my laptop. I'm having a hard time scrolling through the list, so I'm like missing mm. a nice solid chunk of the list of draftable players. So I'm trying to make sure I know who all is like in this range before That's I make fair. a pick here. But... Um, you know, I do need another wide receiver and I think that the AFC West is going to score a lot of points. This oh, year. I see where you're going here. Um, yeah, similar to your last pick here. Um, I think that Russ has got a lot of weapons on that offense. He did lose one, uh, with Tim Patrick tearing his ACL, but he still got Cortland Sutton. He's still got Albert. Oh, he's got a couple weapons in the backfield and he, but he's also got the, uh, hopefully a rise to prominence of the young Jerry Judy, and that is where I'm going to go. I think with Sutton and Judy, I don't think that he'll probably have a favorite target. I think both, he'll spread the ball around to both of those guys. I'm perfectly com- comfortable taking Judy here in what will be a potent offense in a division that's going to score a lot of points. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, we saw him do it in Seattle with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, so no arguments here that he could easily do it in Denver. After Judy, we've got Lamar Jackson, Chris Godwin, J.K. Dobbins, Elijah Mitchell, Brandon Cooks, Amari Cooper, Kyler Murray, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Amon Ross St. Brown, Damien Harris, and we are back to Cody with the sixth pick in the sixth round. So for those of you that are wondering, like who's still available? Um, the top of the top of the big board right now has A.J. Dillon, TJ Hawkinson, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Michael Thomas, Darnell Mooney. Uh, I can't really see beyond that. Dev, you want to help me out? Yeah. Uh, a few picks after Mooney. We've got Thielen, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Kenneth Walker. What's your What's your mind doing over there, Cody? I can see the steam coming out of your gears turning. Yeah, you know, I'd like a running back. And of these guys that are at the top of this list, I see two guys that definitely aren't running back. One on their depth chart uh, and two more that are question marks um but i do see one guy that's running back one on his depth chart um so i'm gonna take miles sanders here all right all right i do know that they like to kind of spread i mean you have boston scott in that backfield uh kenneth gainwell also but i think that he is still running back one for them so uh i'm gonna add him as a potential flex player for me uh and because i think i can get some value from other guys Further down, but I think that he'll be a good add, especially if I can get him cuffed later in the draft. Yeah, it's definitely, hopefully, I mean, a lot of his downside last year was, A, he was injured a little bit, and B, he had no touchdown upside whatsoever. Um, so that's definitely a little bit hard to 
hard to figure out there. Cody, earlier today, right before we were recording, I was doing another mock draft before we had this idea of doing one for the show. And I asked you a question. I said, Rashad Bateman or Gabe Davis? And what was your answer? Uh, my answer is Rashad Bateman. And why was that? Uh, because Rashad Bateman is the number one receiver on his team and Gabe Davis is the number two. That is true. And Cody, when I asked you that question, there was one thing that led me to it. And it was the fact that Darnell Mooney was not staring me down on the board. <laughs> Again, a wide receiver one on his team, a bad team at that. No offense, Cody, but a team that is going to have to pass the ball in order to attempt to win games and to stay in games. Who are their receiving options outside of Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet? Cody, you're the resident Bears expert. Who are they? Byron Pringle. Interesting. I don't see him taking a ton of targets away from Darnell Mooney. I'm going to take Mooney with there. And afterwards, we've got Kareem Hunt and Rashad Bateman going. Now, there is a pick that I really like here. It's Kenneth Walker. I wouldn't be opposed to Gabe Davis either. But... I know, again, this is kind of the the choose your guy in every situation, but I know that this person will not make it back to me. He's in the last tier of quarterback that I really, really want, and I've already got his teammate on my team, and I will take the stack with Russell Wilson here. Your thoughts on my pick, Cody? I don't mind it. Uh, we've talked about the AFC West at, at length. Uh, I think the Broncos get last in that division. I think it takes a year for that new coach, new quarterback to really play out. But I don't mind the stack. It'll definitely pay off when it pays off. Um, yes, it will. But I think that there's other quarterbacks that I would rather have on the board. But I'm not going to take one right now um, because I'm going to take a guy that I love to look at, especially if I feel like my starting lineup is kind of is stout enough. Uh, there's a guy right about this area that I love to look at. Uh, I want to know who you're going with. But real quick, um, right after my pick of Wilson, uh, just to update you on the players remaining, Gabe Davis went off, Michael Thomas went off, Traylon Burks went off, and then Kenneth Walker went off. Cody, who's your selection? Uh, Nuke, DeAndre Hopkins. I will gladly stow him on my bench, and when he comes back, I think he'll be a, the elite wide receiver that he is. Uh, I love him. I love him in this spot. Yeah, seventh round DeAndre Hopkins. You only miss him for six weeks. Our league doesn't have playoffs. It's just strictly points. So we have all 18 weeks in the NFL to compete, and Cody's going to get 11 of those because DeAndre Hopkins, unfortunately, doesn't miss his bye week while he's suspended. So he will total miss seven of the 18 weeks. But, hey, that's not that's not bad when you're getting a huge value on him in the seventh round. Immediately after Hopkins went Juju, Devin Singletary, Cordell Patterson, Drake London, Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, Elijah Moore, and Tyler Lockett. Cody, I think I might know who you're picking here, but I'm gonna let you tell the people. No, I I, I think we can I think we can have this conversation. All right, uh, I've got it I've got it narrowed down to two people for you. You are way higher on Hunter Renfro than I am. However, I did just move him up in my board because of the Darren Waller injury kind of vague surrounding doesn't look like he will start week one, or if he does, he's not going to be his full self. They might limit him. So Hunter Renfro went up in my board a little bit. He's like wide receiver 26, 27 for me. Can't quite remember where I got him at. Um, anyway, and then there's Tom Brady. I know you said that you weren't looking at a quarterback last round, but Dak Prescott and Tom Brady were there. Prescott went 
you could be an Aaron Rodgers or a Matt Stafford type of guy, but with Matt Stafford's elbow, I'm going to take the risk and gamble and say that you're either going to take Tom Brady now or Aaron Rodgers in the next round. Tom Brady now or Aaron Rodgers in the next round. That's interesting. Um, if I didn't have just take Hopkins, I'd probably go Renfro here, but I'm not because I did take Hopkins. Um, instead, I'm going to take a guy who I think Pete Carroll really likes. Um, he will be in a, court, a running back competition, but I think that he will um, – he will start winning that running back competition. He could eventually lose it, but I'm hoping by the time he loses it, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is back from his suspension. I'm going to take Rashad Penny here. Uh, I don't mind it. Add to my running backs. Um, yes, that's what I'm doing. I'm taking Rashad Penny here. Uh, I think, like I said, Renfro, I'm deeper on wide receiver than I normally am at this point in a draft. Um, and I thought about Brady. I thought about Brady long and hard, but... Uh, I want to bolster my running back position before I get back to the quarterback position. That's fair. That's fair. I, uh, I was full steam ahead with Rashad Penny as soon as Chris Carson retired. And as soon as training camp started, Rashad Penny seemed to get injured and now he's got COVID. It just seems like things aren't going quite right for him. They still have DJ Dallas up there in Seattle who has been taking over because Kenneth Walker is also dealing with an injury. I think he had a hernia. So I mean, there's there's three backs up there who can handle that backfield. So I'm kind of iffy on the whole situation, not to mention it is Seattle. They're not going to be a super fast paced offense. Not a lot of plays run. Um, and so here we are. Geno Smith is their starting quarterback. Yes. Yeah. Geno Smith is the starting quarterback for Seattle. I'm not I'm not really big on the Seattle Seahawks offense or defense this year. After Penny went Tom Brady. Chris Olave, Brandon Ayuk, and Hunter Renfro. Much like you, Cody, I am kind of slim at the running back position. I still only have Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones. Don't do it to the death. I would say three, rounds three through seven are probably considered the dead zone of running backs, and we're out of that now. Now we're taking our shot on our guys. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, you know what, just for the sake of argument, I, I'm – 50-50 on these two people, and I'm going to go with this one just to make Cody mad. I went with Ramondre Stevenson. I know Cody really likes him this year, and I really like him this year. I think he does end up higher in the fantasy standings than Damian Harris does. He'll probably take over as the main back there. Just too much upside, too much youth involved with him that the Patriots are going to have to uh, start giving him the ball a little bit more than they have been. So I went with Stevenson, and then immediately after, Dawson Knox and Aaron Rodgers went. How are you feeling, Cody? I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. I, I know who I want here, and I think I'm going to get him. So I'm feeling pretty good. I And I like your – like yeah, you know I'm high on Stevenson. I think he takes over the lead back in New England role from Damian Harris uh, on a regular basis. And I think New England will score points, and they will use him in the red zone. Uh, I like the pick. One of my favorites of you so far for sure. Thank you. Now, the 50-50 guy I was with fell to me. It is Chase Edmonds. I like him. I think he's going to be at a better offense in Miami. So he could easily outperform his ADP here in the ninth round. I just don't know where I want to go. I have plenty of wide receivers, and I need running backs. But there are some good wide receivers here. Um that I could take Alan Lazard, Robert Woods, Christian Kirk. Um, it's so tough for me, but I think I'm going to have to do it. And I will take 
Chase Edmonds here and see how the rest of the draft plays out for me. Christian Kirk, James Cook, Matt Stafford, and Zach Ertz went right there. So Cody is up. Melvin Gordon looking at you in the face. Is that who you're who you're thinking about right here? It is not, actually. Um, I'm going to go down a little bit. Um, okay. It's a guy who I know that you and I have both heard absolutely nothing but good things about through camp and through the preseason. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It sounds like he's emerging as the clear number one guy on his team. It does. And granted, his team is not good. No, uh, it's not. But I like being able to get what sounds like a pretty clear number one running back um, that hopefully gets some red zone usage, gets those touchdowns. Um, I'm going with Damian Pierce here from the Texans. Not bad. Rookie running backs are scary to me, but Damian Pierce is probably the one that I would um, look at the hardest in all of these. I just like Chase Edmonds too much to pass up on him there. After Pierce went, we've got Robert Woods, Chase Claypool, Melvin Gordon, Garrett Wilson, Mike Gesicki, Derek Carr, Trey Lance, Kadarius Toney, Pat Fryermuth, James Robinson. My hand is forced here, just like yes, ours it is. was, <laughs> just like ours was in the uh, draft that you and I did together in our actual league. Um, I know there's a subset of quarterbacks that both you and I would be content having, and there's mm-hmm. only one of those guys left on the board. Uh, so I'm going to take Kirk Cousins here for my quarterback. I mean, I think. Uh, I love that pick. I love Kirk Cousins this year. He's got a super, super high floor. I mean, probably like 30. I would say 4,000 yards and 33 touchdowns is Kirk Cousins floor. I, somebody somebody called him the Josh Allen of this year. They think that in that offense, he's just going to go off. And I think he's got the weapons to go off. I mean, I do think they'll still lean on Dalvin Cook quite a bit, but. Um, I, I don't know if I'd say the Josh Allen, maybe like the Joe Burrow of this year, because he but, doesn't run the ball. He's not mobile fair. like Josh Allen is. That's fair. But the Vikings, I think, are going to make a push for that division. I think that he, whether Vikings fans like it or not, is going to lead the charge on it. So uh, give me Captain Kirk as my QB. All right. I love it. After, right after that. Oh, go ahead. Let you, I'll let you take this one. Uh, we had Alan Lazard, first uh, weapon of Rodgers, coming off the board in the 10th round, uh, if you don't count the running backs, I suppose. Uh, Isaiah Spiller going to Team 5, who just so happened to take Austin Eckler. Loved that handcuff by them. Uh, Sky Moore, who I saw a thing this week that he was looking like he was going to be wide receiver 5 on that depth chart. I don't know how true that was, but if that's the case, might not it's be the really low rookie wide receiver to take a shot on and Russell Gage I'm seeing him come off the board here I mean I guess if Julio doesn't stay healthy but if Julio stays healthy I don't know where Russell Gage finds a place in this offense yeah it's definitely interesting um Cody I gotta be honest I have no idea where the heck to go here now (laughs) I I like Cole Komet this year but I already have Darnell Mooney I, I I can't have two pieces of the Bears offense I can't do it and I will not do it um, so I'm going to have to fade Cole Komet. I normally like him right here in the 10th round, beginning of the 11th. Um, but man, there is one guy I'm looking at, but it's too much of a reach to take him right here. I might look at him in the 11th round cause I know he'll be there. Um, man, I am going to go ahead. I'll, I'll take my shot with the Kansas city offense. I will take MVS here. And then immediately I like the after yes, pick more than the sky more pick. They haven't two picks before him. 
I do too, because MVS actually has a shot at being the wide receiver one for Patrick Mahomes, and I do not think Sky Moore does, not as a rookie. Um, my next pick, however, is a rookie. He does play for my Pittsburgh Steelers, and I will take George Pickens here. It is a little bit of a reach, but, I mean, he's going at the end of the 11th, beginning of the 12th. I'm just at the beginning of the 11th. I'll sacrifice it a little bit. I like him more than the other guys on the board. Michael Carter, Daryl Henderson, Hunter Henry, Tyler Boyd went. Cody, you were up, my friend. I am. Um, man, I also still need a tight end, which I believe you do too. I do. Uh, we both need tight ends. We've got five or six rounds left. I think I know who I want of the guys that are left, and I think he's going to fall to me in the next round, so I'm not going to go tight end here. I've gone running back a couple of the recent rounds. Um, I mean, Marlon Mack sticks out to me here as a possibility just because I do have uh, Pierce, and I think that Mack is probably RB2. Um, Tyler Tyler Algier is interesting. Uh, You hear a lot of good things about him. But I'm going to go back to wide receiver. And I'm going to stick to my trend to picking guys who I might have to wait on to plug him into my starting lineup. And I'm going to go Michael Gallup because I think when he comes back, uh, he's going to be in a potent offense in a weak division. Uh, he gets to a bigger role this year with Amari Cooper gone. Uh, and I really like Gallup. Um, and Christian Watson is the one wide receiver ranked ahead of him on the big board. And you'd never know with Rodgers and rookie wide receivers. So I'm going to go with Gallup here. I I like the Gallup pick. Um, I don't think he's going to sit out a lot of the year like most people said early on, especially after they didn't put him on the pup list or the IR. So he is eligible to start right out the gate. I think he does rest a couple weeks at least, but he could play before week four, which is great news. Right after Gallup went Cole Komet, Tyler Algier, Naeem Hines, Christian Watson, Jamal Williams, Rashad White, Julio Jones, Kenny Galladay, Rondell Moore, and Albert O. Cody, yeah, t- you said couple- next round you were looking at somebody, and both of the tight ends went, and I think you were looking at Albert O. I was not looking at Albert O. Oh. Um, I was a little scared when I saw two tight ends go to the same team, which I thought was pretty interesting. Well, interesting. Uh, team, team eight getting both their getting two tight ends, their first two tight ends in rounds 11 and 12, but I'm going to go with a little bit of an odd stack here. Uh, and take Kirk Cousins' new favorite weapon, uh, who he didn't get to use all of last year because he was hurt, and I'm going to take Irv Smith as my tight end. I I like that pick. I'm not going to lie. I was looking at him to fall, um, but it's okay. I've got my eye on another tight end as well, so I I will wait for him. Um, Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, Dehan Dotson, and Tua Tagunvaluwa. However the heck you say his last name, I know I just butchered that, went right after. And now I am on the clock, and my pick here, I'm going to go back to the running back field, and we're going to take Kenneth Gainwell. I think he's got a lot of upside, especially with Miles Sanders as the RB1 there. Just might not be utilized how fantasy managers want. Sorry, Cody, I know that's not what you want to hear right now. However... I think Kenny Gainwell takes over the backfield, hopefully sooner rather than later, but I am willing to wait, especially given that I have C-Mac and Aaron Jones to handle the the load of my carries here to start. And we're running out of time here. I'm going to go ahead and take my tight end because we've only got four rounds left. I'm going to go ahead and take David Njoku and 
reach for some upside there as a safety target for Jacoby Brissett in the first 11 weeks of the season. Yeah, so after you took Njoku, Marlon Mack went, which I was bummed. I was hoping he would fall and I could maybe cuff Pierce with him. Um, Justin Fields went, Jalen Tolbert went, and Khalil Herbert went. Um, But while we're on the topic of handcuffs, I did take a guy in the second round, as you'll recall, who might miss some time, but his backup is pretty clear, and I feel perfectly comfortable taking his backup here. I'm going to take Mark Ingram here in round 13. I think that he's proven himself. He's getting up there in age, but he's proven himself to be a stout uh, handcuff running back uh, when he does get the majority of the carries. Last year when Kamara was uh, down, uh, he struggled, but that whole offense struggled with Taysom Hill leading it. So um, if I have to use him, I'll gladly plug him in if Kamara's out. I think he's the clear running back one in that offense. So, Dev, who went after me? After you, we've got Deshaun Watson missing the first 11 weeks of the season, going in the 13th round. Um, Okay. Raheem Mostert, DJ Chark, Evan McPherson, Justin Tucker. Uh, Oh, man. When I said Jamal Williams earlier, it was Jamison Williams. Jamal Williams went after Tucker. Noah Fant, Matt Prater, Harrison Bucker, Daniel Carlson. Love all these guys taking uh, taking kickers and defenses at this point in the draft. Gotta love ADP, Cody. So, looking at who's available, I'm going to take one of the few guys that is still in the Kansas City offense. They kind of sold the shop, um, but there's one guy that's still available. He's a, he's a deep threat. He's a speedster. Um, we'll see how he uh, fares with Marquez Valdez-Scantling in that lineup. But I don't really – I'm not a huge fan of taking a shot of one of these Green Bay wide receivers here. Um, really not a fan of the running back depth left at this point. So I already got my handcuffed. So I'm going to go with uh, Nicole Hardman here. All right. All right. Taking your shot at the wide receiver three for the Chiefs. I don't mind it at all. After that, a few more kickers. Tyler Bass, Matt Gay, Young Hoku. And Tyler Higby, and I'm I'm happy here. I've got two people I'm deciding on, and I have no idea which way to go. But I think for the sake of content and conversation, I would go with the guy we talked about earlier. Um, Antonio Gibson is now the primary kick returner for this team, which leads me to believe that Brian Robinson, the running back for Washington, might take over sooner rather than later in that backfield to get the majority of the carries. Now, Cody, these last two rounds are pretty boring for us. They're going to be kicker and defense respectively or non-respectively. I don't know who you're going to go with, Um, but I'm going to go ahead and take the leading kicker last year in Nick Folk and put him on my team this year and we'll see what happens. Darn it, Devin. Uh, (laughs) That was who I was eyeing for a kicker. Did not fall to me. That's okay. Um, after Folk, Brandon McMarinus, Alec Pierce, Davis Price from the Niners, Jameis Winston went. Uh, that leaves me with kickers and defenses. You are the last team that needs a kicker, so you could just take your shot at whatever defense you want here and then get kicker next round. I could, but am I missing something? Like? Why is Dustin Hopkins so far down the list? Mm, Arizona's kicker? No, the Chargers kicker. Chargers kicker. Um, I don't know. That is interesting. He's really far down there. He's behind people who aren't even... He's behind Steven Goskowski, Cody. <laughs> I, I'm like, what am I missing? 
I mean, they're projecting him for points. I don't think he's hurt. He missed a field goal this week, but I don't think that that. Uh, he's behind on. Adam Vinatieri. What? He's behind Vinatieri. Who officially retired. Yeah, a long, like a few years ago, right? What am I missing here? I don't know. Uh, that's interesting. Go ahead and. Uh, wait, I, I don't even. I, re- I really think that that is just a flaw in Sleeper's system right now. I don't see anything wrong with him. The guy was money from long range last year. He was one of the leaders in the league in 50 plus and 40 plus yard field goals. And he's on a potent offense. And I mean, I believe he's the number one kicker on that offense. So we're going to go with <laughs> Dustin Hopkins here and maybe we'll eat crow. If we figure out for some reason that we're wrong, <laughs> but, uh, I'm going with Dustin Hopkins. Cause I have no reason not to. Very, very weird. That is for sure. Um, defensive run uh right after cody's pick we got gus edwards kj osborne matt ryan chuba hubbard and zamir white and then a bunch of defenses saints Steelers, seahawks buccaneers jets cody who is going to be your defense for this squad devin cody talk to me for a second buddy why did the seahawks and the jets go as defenses in the draft (laughs) i do not know but Sleeper ADP has them higher than other teams, so people take them. Um, hey, I'm fine with that because people who don't look at defenses or anything like that will take them be- simply based on their ADP. So well, it's interesting. They got all these teams as ADP 999, <laughs> at least on my board they do. And like it's like the Bills, <laughs> who in every like ESPN draft I've done, they're the number one defense. I know Fantasy Pros has the Bills as their number one defense. Hey, they're uh, there for you, buddy. They are. I mean, there's other teams that I like that I thought I would have to choose from here, like the Chargers, the Cowboys, the Broncos, um, the Colts. Man, there are good teams here. Um, I've never seen anything like this before. Um, I'm going to take the Bills defense just because they're there. They get to face the Jets twice. They're stout as all get out. Um, yeah, give me the Bills. Yeah. I don't mind it at all. Cody takes the Bills, 49ers, Chiefs, Chargers, and Rams follow. Man, um, I don't know who to take now because I was looking at the 49ers and the Chargers. Um, Wouldn't have minded the Rams. You know, I'm – Cody, I do not know. I'm deciding between New England and Denver. Um, But Denver's got crazy, crazy teams in their division – Whereas New England has slightly less great teams in the division. But then why not, again, why not, I am why not a team like Baltimore or Dallas. I, I was just going to say, I'm actually going to pivot and take Dallas simply because their division sucks and they are incredible at taking the ball away, which leads to scores and scores are what you need on the defense. So I will go ahead and go with the Cowboys there. And that finishes up the draft. Congratulations, Cody. How That's do you like your team? Better. Uh, I'm very content with my team. Um, I I concur. I think we both did quite well. I yeah, I'm glad you got McCaffrey, but I would be a little scared if I were you if Christian McCaffrey got hurt. Um, I mean, if Stevenson pays off, you're perfectly fine, but I think you got some question marks at running back beyond that. But I don't believe Chubba Hubbard got or he did get taken right at the end in the 15th round, but. Um, I'm a little bit scared of your running back depth, but other than that... No, we're good. We're good. We're good? Why are we Believe, good? Cody. Believe. Chase Edmonds, 
I think will do fine. I mean, even if he is the RB2, he's coming from uh, San Francisco-based offense, and they love their running backs, and they utilize all of them. So I don't I don't have any doubt that Chase Edmonds will at least get some some touches, early, especially early on in the year. And obviously, they're all rosters in good shape. And then, obviously, it'll be rounded out throughout the season with waiver wire pickups and trades and all of that good jazz. So I, I think if if these are our teams going into the season, I think we're in a good spot. So do I. So for those listening, Devin had a spot at the beginning of the draft, and I think he did a great job. I had a spot in the middle of the draft. We both went running back, running back in our first two rounds. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's a, a coincidence. I think in a, like if you – like the first couple, two, three rounds are great spots to take running backs because then that dead zone comes that Devin was talking about. Um, neither of us drafted from the end. There's good examples of bad and bad examples of how to handle drafting around like the, the curve there at the end of the draft. And our team 12 in this fantasy draft oh, is so bad do that. Well, <laughs> yeah, why don't you talk about them for a second? All right. I like how they started it out. I like the Stefan Diggs and CD lamb combo. I like that. You could have even gone Devonte Adams, Stefan Diggs. I like it. I don't have any quandaries there. However, I have issue with you taking Brees Hall and Darren Waller at the three four turn. I mean, you gotta you gotta at least try to get some stability at running back and taking Brees Hall and then no other running backs there. Ha- I have some issues with that. Um, not to mention you didn't take a running back at the four, but your next running back, your RB two, is Tony Pollard and that's not gonna that's not gonna be good. You you literally have one running back on your team. Actually, no. All of your running backs on this team are the RB2 in their offenses because Brees Hall is not the RB1 yet. Yeah, and like some of these guys are deep RB2s. Like like the rookie White behind Jacobs, uh the rookie White behind Fournette, Jamal Williams behind Swift, like these guys aren't guys you want to have to rely on it for your team at running back. Yeah. Tony Pollard is a fine RB2 in the NFL. He's probably an RB3, RB4 for fantasy purposes, at least coming out of the gate in the draft. It could easily change, especially if Zeke goes down. He's immediately a plug-and-play RB1, RB2. But I don't want Tony Pollard in my starting lineup for week one. Yeah, and I mean, you even go to Team 11, right? Uh, I mean, I think I like a lot of things about their team, but for our league, when we start three wide receivers... uh, Mm -hmm. You're 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 on a hope and a prayer there. He's got three rookie wide receivers. <laughs> he's he t- got Drake he took, London, Garrett Wilson, and Christian Watson. He he took Devon, and he's going to have to start two of them. He took mm-hmm. Devontae Adams in the second round, and then didn't take another wide receiver until the seventh. Uh, he's going to have to start two of those three two of those three rookies. Uh, we he's not going to start Julio Jones. Uh, there are good ways and bad ways to draft. Uh, at the turn and we did not see them in our uh in our draft and maybe our teams benefited from that yeah i think they did i'm excited for our draft tomorrow cody um by the time the people are hearing this it'll probably be after our draft but we will give you a rundown on the next episode of roughing the podcast cody do you have anything to say to the people oh before i hand it off to you good luck in your drafts if you're drafting before next week when we record um Hopefully you've been listening and you got some decent advice from us or any other sources that you use. Good luck. Send us uh, screenshots of your draft. We'll we'll go over your team. We'll review it. We'll give you some advice on 
start sit anything like that we're excited for this season to kick off and we hope you guys are too and thank you for listening cody anything you want to say to the people to close it out um you know when you when you send us your drafts make sure you stay like how many leagues what kind of format like if there's any things oh, that yeah, are, yeah. is it ppr i love the social media posts that are like oh yeah look at my team that has jonathan taylor and cooper cup and uh Tyreek Hill and it's like okay you clearly are in like a six-man league and a uh, super flex at that <laughs> it's it's ridiculous so make sure you send us the specs on your league before you uh before you go any further um like subscribe give us a five-star review send us an email we'd love to hear from you we'd love to interact especially now that we're in football season we're sure we're sure you have questions we have answers that might not be the right ones. Uh, I'm going to leave you with uh, three things not to do in fantasy football. Don't draft a kicker before round 12. Don't draft a defense before round 13. Uh, and don't forget to keep roughing the podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye.